Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back here on the Ohioan, and hey, I talked to George about values, but man, Craig is revved up because George recently wrote Godzilla against Kong, and when George told me he was going to talk about it, I'm like, I haven't heard about this movie, but I talked to another friend last night who couldn't say enough about Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm like, dude, we haven't talked a while. What's happening with your life? And the next 15 minutes, I had a big description of Godzilla against Kong. I'm like, is there anything else going on? He's like, no, I want to tell you about Godzilla vs. Kong. So, George, tell us about Godzilla vs. Kong, and Craig's going to talk to you about it. Wait, I got a quick question for Craig. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the Snyder Cut? I did. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I did. I did a review on it here on the Ohioan Podcast, and I have to tell you, it is a humongous upgrade over the Josh Whedon <laughs> Cut. I will say that it's still... It's, oh, it's, it is very it's, Two hours too long. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's over the top, but it's big, loud, and fun. So yes, I did watch the Snyder Cut and I enjoyed it. I I was I was sh- I, I, I I I best word is I crawled through the first couple hours. Yeah, but it's like once it got really got past the 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 origin stuff, I'm like. Oh, wow. I, I did like I did like the fact that they took some time with um, Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the heart and soul of the movie. Yeah. Right? I am yeah. glad that they expanded his role. Um, it's great to see, you know, Ray Fisher was, was very good as Cyborg. I would love to see more of Cyborg in the future. Um, but, yeah, so, the, yeah, the first couple hours, a little bit of a slow pace. But, you know, we sped it up a little bit, literally, because everything he does is, uh, you know, either hyperactive or slow motion. But yeah, I did enjoy the Snyder Cut. I gave it three stars out of four, so I, I did enjoy it. All right, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Uh, how, well, you're close to my age, Chris, or around there, I guess. Yeah. You remember Superhost, right? Yes. yes. What about you, Craig? You remember Superhost? No, I do not. No. You're a young fella, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit younger. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Superhost Saturdays, Channel Forty Three, mm-hmm. home of those dumb sci-fi and Godzilla movies, and you know, and monster movies. But it's like once in a while, when I was a kid, I'd catch a Godzilla movie. Godzilla rubber suit, blah blah blah. Always the fights are great, and it's like if you go into a Godzilla movie looking for anything but. <laughs> But epic fight scenes between monsters, you're missing the entire point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mind you, this this movie is it's like, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, very thin plot, 
you're not looking for much in the way of of, of performances acting wise, except from the monsters. And what's what's nice about these films today is, as opposed to rubber suit days, because of special effects, you could actually give these monsters personalities. Oh wow! And, yeah. and in this movie, the monsters' personalities really come out, and, and it's something I really appreciated. The 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 battles are just absolutely unbelievable, and they the movie debuted last night. Yeah, we get to see Mecha Godzilla. So, so you know, I I had a screening link last Friday. I popped some popcorn. I got my freaking uh, peanut M and M's, and I got some Pepsi, and I just kicked back. <laughs> and let it wash over me. And it's it's weird in that it's it's part monster movie, part journey to the center of the earth, all this stuff. So, you know, it was fun. And okay. on a, a, a Friday night in uh, in 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 March or whatever the case may be this week, and you're not going anywhere. All you can ask for is to be able to have fun inside. And Unlike the other recent Godzilla movies, they keep it under two hours. So, whoa, that's good. So it's I. If you're a fan of monster movies, and I'm not really. I I I've never really been a big fan of kaiju movies, as they're called. It's 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 worth the time, I think. Well, I'm definitely not in that you know genre of like fan. But man, I was just talking to somebody the other night. I want fun right now. I mean, there's too much serious crap going on. I need some fun. So even somebody like me who is a monster movie guy, you think I can find some enjoyment out of this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Without okay. a doubt. You, you sold me. I, I, I'm in. Uh, uh, any disappointment from the movie? I, I mean, I, I mean, it just it just sounds like it was just a fun thing. I mean, I guess if you really look too critically my expectations were were that it wasn't going to be one huge mess and okay. it, is. it okay. is but that's mitigated by the fact that it's fun yeah. there's no other way to describe it and sometimes you you need that and oh, sometimes yeah. it's if, if if the expectations are set right and you get something you're not expecting like the last movie was meh. Okay. The 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 one that rebooted the entire Godzilla front uh, franchise, that one was ridiculous because uh, I forget the director's name. Treated Godzilla like freaking Jaws, and you hardly ever saw it. And it was like two and a half hours long. And it's like, where's the monster? Where's the fights? Come on. Right. So yeah, you'd enjoy it. Okay. Very good. Craig, what other questions you got about it? Well, you know, I, I don't know if you were a fan of Kong Skull Island, which kind of rebooted yeah, I did. King Kong mythos. <laughs> I actually, I went into that movie really thinking this is going to be just absolute trash and terrible. And from from the shot one where they insert him into the origin of World War II, so refreshing and interesting, and it, it, it literally, as the first scene plays out, stops the war between you know, the Japanese and the American soldier, which was fantastic. And after that, I was sold. I was hooked on that movie. 
uh, totally. It just had that B-movie, monster movie over the top. It sounds like this is uh, sort of in that similar vein. Is oh, that God. sort of the tone that we're, we're looking at, a sort of over-the-top B-movie? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the actors involved know what they're doing. Like it, with, with Skull Island, it was Samuel L. Jackson playing, playing every character. <laughs> right. He was just there to collect a paycheck and have a good time. And he did. And and, and and he had a good time. We had a good time. Um, in this case, it's Brian Tyree Henry. Um, you'd recognize him from the television show Atlanta. He he f- fulfills that role, and and he's just you know it's a bit serious with when he's talking about his late wife. But beyond that, he's comic relief, and he's just he's just going for it. Yeah, I'm in here. I'm collecting a nice paycheck, and I don't care. So. <laughs> Well, it seems like, you know, with, with Godzilla, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the previous Godzilla movies, although I, I really enjoyed Kong Skull Island. Um, I'm very interested in seeing this. I'll probably watch it today now that I have some time to, to watch some movies. But, um, you know, it looks like they've kind of found a good, you know, a good balance, a good tone with this monster verse. Do you kind of foresee this, you know, springboarding into other, you know, maybe monster versus monster movies or more? Godzilla and Kong movies, or maybe a team-up movie, or something like that. Uh, you know what? Some of those elements are already there, but where there's money, there are sequels. Yep. And that has always been Warner Brothers' goal with with this with this franchise. So it, it's distinctly possible. Uh, it's just a matter of when audiences get bored, and you know, it's it's. Let, let's try this. You know, theaters are still, for the most part, closed in America. Excuse me. Um, they're not really due to open up anywhere until eh, next week. But Godzilla overseas took in $125 million. Right. So there's a nice barometer that says, okay, we gave up the American market. And let's be real. It's the international market that... that that's the the gravy now that they really push as far as is making determinations on sequels and, and and whatnot. So if you go in by that, I'd be shocked if we didn't see another movie. Do you think this? You know, obviously this is another one of the Warner Brothers 2021 slate where they release in theater and on HBO Max for the for the month long uh, free stream of that movie. If you're a subscriber, uh, you know we. You probably saw a lot of the Snyder Cut, you know, hoopla, where they got a lot of great, you know, a lot of great return on their investment, probably for that. Is this another movie that can help kind of move the needle, maybe for HBO Max and their continuing uh, of trying to build sort of this better empire of, of HBO Max? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I couldn't honestly say because they haven't released any subscriber numbers that I'm aware of since they announced the. Uh, the day and date um, theater and HBO Max uh, slate. I have to imagine it's a it's a possi- possibility, but it's it's going to be more pronounced when you get to some of those bigger movies. Like I, I expect to see a big shift when Dune is released because all the all the geeks will be out for that. I mean, we're talking we're not just talking geeks now. We're talking geeks from my generation who who were in high school when that book came out. So um, 
We'll see. And then you 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 have Space Jam two for for kids with LeBron James and Looney Tunes and the desexualized uh, bunny and no Pepe Le Pew and all that nonsense. So you know it's it's going to be interesting to see. And I, if 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 things get back to some sort of semblance of reason, reasonable normalcy, Warner Brothers won't be doing this again. No, yeah, they've already said next year they're not going to. They, um, what what a lot of people don't want to acknowledge who who are gung ho on streaming, for them to go strictly streaming nowadays, they'd be losing a significant bit of of, of revenue. Right. That allows them to make these. Huge, huge tentpole films that cost $250 million a shot. Um, so, I, you know, do this you, is their shot to build that service. Do you think, you know, as I know New York, you know, obviously has opened up theaters, Los Angeles, you know, obviously is a big market that's still quiet. But do you think that this is the t- type of movie that can get people out to the theater and maybe jumpstart the theatrical viewership you know obviously everybody likes seeing the big special effects driven films on the biggest screen they can find do you think a movie like this could maybe spark a little bit of interest in theater going again Let, let's be honest who doesn't care about being out in a pandemic pandemic apparently it's it's people who are younger um who who really likes going to see these big noisy tentpole films now, I enjoy some of them, but let's 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 be real. The Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe was pretty much made for that set, so you know I think it'll certainly it could certainly draw younger audiences without a doubt. And whether that's enough to power the domestic box office remains to be seen, but I, it's I I believe so. What we were talking the other day, George, uh, Columbus Dispatch had a story about. South Dragon, and I know we're at a, a little different phase of uh, COVID right now than we were last March. But obviously, COVID's still here. We, we got to be serious about. It. We got to be careful. Do you think that, like, what's your take on drive-in theaters? You know, you have a lot of good discussions about. You know, some movies are, are better for the you know sit-in theater up against if you watch on your phone or your you know big screen TV at home. Are, is there any movies that are good for the drive-in? Are you pro-drive-in or anti-drive-in to watch a, a good movie like that? I am. I am not a drive-in fan. I haven't yeah. been since I was ten or twelve years old. Um, there's a reason drive-ins died. So, yeah. <laughs> some some people like being in their car or sitting on their car on a summer night and watching a movie. I do not. Unless you're gonna you're gonna put. Hook me up with a killer audio system that's not my car stereo, where I can immerse myself in the 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 sound aspect of this. I don't. I really don't want anything to do with it. So it made a comeback during the the pandemic, but I not for me. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Well, I, it, it, I didn't want to scare our audience off, but to me, drivers are more for romantic, romantic stuff than you know, watching a great movie on driving. I mean, that's where I'm at. You, know? you can be romantic in the theater. Oh, I mean, well. it's you know, <laughs> you might go to go to jail for it, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just 
drivers are weird, and I've talked to some bands about you know their experience with drive-ins, and I mean they say it's fun, but I think they say it's fun because right now that's the best chance they have of making money by having concerts. So, so you, so you think once the pandemic eventually goes away, then drive-ins are going to go back to where they were pre-pandemic, right? Yeah, there's one near where I live, and I shouldn't say near because it's like 25 minutes away, mm-hmm. but it's been there. It'll always be there, but as an industry, I don't see them making a huge, huge comeback. They're serving their purpose right now, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's 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 a way to get out of the house, but as a regular way to to watch films, no. I mean, that's why you won't see me watching movies first of my television when I can avoid it. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not to drive in. Well, I was talking yesterday about my drive-in. I take my daughter there because it's late at night. She's running around. She won't go to bed. So we have a church nearby that used to show, you know, Disney films and drive-in. So I take her to the back. I fall asleep in the front. She falls asleep in her seat in the back. And I'm good. So, yeah, like I said, I I like drive-ins, but not for experiencing movies. It's just either to get sleep or you know, hang out with wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's where I'm there, at. There you go. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, George, we appreciate it, man. It's always fun to talk to you about pop culture and how sports plays a role in movies. Anything else you want that's on your mind this morning? I want to make sure we catch everything. Yeah. How much time we got? <laughs> Jordan, for you, I mean, all day. Hey, I, all day. I mean, we'll call off work and. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I wish I could do that today, but I can't. Because <laughs> um, you looked outside. Did you guys yes. get to know? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm just going to say, check it out because they're doing something there. And it, it looks like it's going to be a pattern because they did the same thing with WandaVision in that you're getting this more of this social commentary. That subtext with the television shows as opposed to the films. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting to me because they are touching on a lot of current debate and past transgressions in this country and i don't want to spoil it all i'm going to say is you know check out falcon and the snowman because they're doing something interesting there okay i'm intrigued i can to check out more of these newer movies and you know i don't go out with pandemic. falcon and the snowman that's yeah. a sean ken movie falcon and the winter soldier oh my god can you Close tell me falcon and the winter soldier Oh, George. <laughs> so I go back to an early 80s Sean, Sean Penn film. Yeah, it's early. Hey, Sean Penn will be excited that you're promoting his movie. And he's like, man, no one's talking about that movie for 40 years. Now George's. This is great. So, All right. Well, well, well good stuff. And I'm with you, George. I, uh, I haven't thought much about baseball. And I, I like your response. I said, should we mention Indians opening day? And George, I'm with you, man. I'm not going to be watching too much baseball this year. But no, but sounds good. Well, George, as always, open invitation. Uh, hang out for a second afterwards. We're going to talk to you about something unrelated. But hey, thanks for checking out the Highwood today. Again, check out our sponsors. Um, uh, 
please uh, listen in on the Hope Interrupted podcast. Uh, check that out. And check out the book that they're selling. A very important words for a, a day like we're going through today. And also check out our affiliates um, with um, Dropbox and Mainly Man Company, as well as Chase Bank. Hey, we, you will get paid if you sign for an account with Chase Bank. We guarantee it. So, uh, George, as always, thanks. Craig, as always, thanks. And, uh, again, thanks for checking out to Highland. We'll see you again shortly. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.